welcome to My Faculty Podcast at Walden University, created to provide further professional development and conversations relevant to faculty interests. This podcast is brought to you by the Office of Research and Doctoral Services. I'm Lee Stoutlander, and with me today is Dr. Shri Banerjee. Dr. Banerjee, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Certainly. Thank you, Lee. I have 20 years of experience in public health. I first got started in this discipline when I entered the Centers for Disease Control. Since then, I've had experience in several public health agencies, including the National Institute of Health. Additionally, I have training in the medical profession, and so I oftentimes in personal research use uh, medical concepts in order to inform a lot of the public health findings uh, that I have. And so currently I teach uh, doctoral students, quantitative reasoning and um, other subjects. And I also serve on committees um, for doctoral studies um, in the PhD public health program. Great, thank you. So today we're gonna talk about software that is readily available for professional doctoral studies and for a statistical analysis. So Shri, why is it different for a professional doctorate than it would be for a dissertation? I mean, why do we care? Lee, thank you for that question. It's really important for us to be thinking about the differences between a professional doctorate and a PhD. And when we're thinking about how data considerations are important. So for starters, um, you know, I've been going to these conferences, American Statistical Association conferences for years, and actually for the last couple of years, I've been presenting um, information as well. So um, every time I get a chance to talk with uh, many of the premier vendors and uh, pre premier uh, st statistical um, professionals, and so from this i've learned that because big data is becoming uh, more and more in vogue um, there are more powerful statistical packages needing to handle this so at walden of course as you know we use spss and um, for many purposes this is a really good package um, it's really menu driven and all um, however there are some limitations with um, SPSS. And of course, you know, data visualization is not always optimal and you can make adjustments with your axes and create um, good visuals. Um, additionally, some types of complex samples um, is not always covered within the statistical test. So, um, you know, government agencies aren't always using SPSS. So, you know, um, with these considerations, it may actually be beneficial um, for both professional doctorates and PhDs to be exploring um, other statistical packages, uh, free statistical packages um, out there. And 
So um, both this, uh, both sub areas, um, both PhDs and professional doctors, um, should further explore additional software. And just in case aren't aware of it, can you give a brief explanation what big data is? Sure, Lee. Thank you. And so. Big data is, um, in, in, in a nutshell, it's a conglomeration of um, millions of data points um, that have been collected due to the combination of uh, several, several data sets. And the reason this is actually becoming more and more of a consideration now, more than ever before, is because of the proliferation of Internet of Things. Now, that's another phrase that you may not have heard of before, but Internet of Things is, is also a conglomeration of all of the smart devices that we are so accustomed to. Uh, whenever your uh, smart home um, has a thermostat adjustment, uh, some of that data gets recorded in a server, um, which can then communicate with additional servers and you can link data um, in order to answer critical questions. Um, even wearable devices um, like smartwatches can, and, and heart rate can be monitored um, and create uh, big data and opportunities to analyze big data. It's a little scary, but we're just going to let that go, <laughs> that part of it. <laughs> so what kind of software are we talking about then? Lee, um, I think if we think about software, um, one that really comes to mind um, to me is R. And I'll explain to you why this is so. So R has an expansive sort of um, place where people are actively contributing code. Um, they are actively contributing um, ways to analyze data. And so uh, these are both innovative and um, all being um, actively worked on by uh, universities all over the world. I'll give you an example. For instance, um, I had a specific type of multi-scale geographically weighted regression. Uh, one of my many specialties is geospatial analysis. I have a degree from Johns Hopkins um, uh, in this area. And so um, this one specific technique has been uh, developed for linear regression. However, the logistic regression uh, version of this specialized technique has not been developed. Um, when I contacted the specific group that's working on this R code, um, they stated that uh, several people have contacted their group, and so they are working on the logistic regression version of this specialized test. This is an example of how um, robust and a, a lot of uh, different techniques can be run in R that otherwise would not be possible in any other types of software. Um, so how do you keep track of all the different types of software, um, all the different types of uh, uh, software that are run in R? You can actually access something called GitHub. Um, and you spell that G-I-T-H-U-B. 
B. And you can simply Google it. Um, I encourage you to uh, sign up for a account and, and stay active uh, within uh, this interface. So I'm, I'm a little confused about what R is. It doesn't sound like it's software like SPSS, right? It's more of a resource, or am I not understanding? Correct. Correct. It's it's not it's not like SPSS. Um, it, it's it's not it, it but it is an actual uh, statistical software. Um, so R is a statistical software um, which you can use by uh, writing code. Um, compared to SPSS, SPSS is mainly menu driven. Um, However, um, Lee, that brings up a good point, and that is if, if you feel some comfort level in understanding syntax. So what I mean by syntax is logical um, sort of program lines, and these are simple lines. If you, if you can get accustomed to this in SPSS, this may be a good first step in making the transition to understanding SPSS and R, um, and, and understanding R from SPSS. Um, so if you look at, you know, the code, what, so when you run any sort of um, techniques, let's say you ran logistic regression as in SPSS, and then you look in the output window. When you look in the output window, Next time you run one of these tests, I want you to take note of what is the first thing that you see. What you'll see is actually syntax. You'll see code. And if you get a chance, take a little bit of a moment and go over that code so that you can interpret and understand what each of the, the lines mean. If you start to understand SPSS syntax, then you can then translate this knowledge and understanding of code structure and, and then start to learn R. But there's a lot of training material and um, resources as well uh, behind this software. Is this software difficult to use at all? I mean, if a student wanted to use R? Yes, thanks for that question. So in different areas, um, in, in different places, uh, within some curricula, um, there are optional uh, resources that have been uh, recently introduced um, in incorporating R. Um, because of its importance in health sciences, uh, this is something that uh, students will know um, and, and, and be um, educated about the possibility of. Okay. And how does R then relate to Python? Now that's another type of extension or something, right? Very good question, Lee. Um, so, so Python is another type of statistical software. So if we're thinking about all the different types of statistical software, um, if we if we just kind of run down and make a list, um, 
the ones that come to mind really are, of course, SPSS, which we have gone over, which is the main software in Walden, R, um, which is completely free. Um, th there is there is no paid version, um, and and actually R you can use in something called R Studio, um, which you can look into if if you're interested in setting up. Um, the other softwares are of course Python, um, which I'll be going over now, um, and then SAS. So SAS also um, has a free version, uh, which is limited cloud based, and then um, uh, paid version. Um, and then, uh, of course, there are other paid software that's out there. Um, but Python, one of the um, advantages similar to R is the fact that it's free. So Python has capabilities in classical statistical tests. But additionally, Python is capable of um, also handling big data and um, completing complex algorithms as it pertains to artificial intelligence and machine learning, which, by the way, I have used Python um, to complete uh, mach uh, machine learning tasks. Is it difficult to work with? I mean, is this something that a student could use? So with Python, the learning curve is a bit steep. Um, when you, the biggest challenge um, with Python is having the interface all set up in the way in which you can efficiently work. So what I advise students when they're first on a, trying to accustom themselves with Python or any any sort of statistical software or um, or, or st statistical package out there is accustom yourself with the interface. Um, there is actually um, in in Python um, there's there's um, an interface. Initially, I was using Python individually, but um, what I realized is using some sort of program which you can display Python on. So Anaconda is a really nice software which you can um, use Python off of. And so Python, additionally, you can use, and, and the way I use it personally, so there's multiple options, um, but you can use something called Spider, which is an editor, uh, which is a code editor, which um, you can parse the code as you're writing it. So for instance, it's very easy when you're writing code to leave out a period, leave out a semicolon, something very simple. And I have had situations where I've had to kind of go back and reverse engineer, find out where, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, take a look at where I'm missing the period. And I didn't have a clue because I didn't have any way to parse it. But this automated parser in Spider um, will parse your Python code and um, will check for errors. So it's, it's, it's really, it, it takes a little bit of time. There's really good tutorials. Again, um, I encourage you to visit uh, GitHub, G-I-T-H-U-B. Um, and this also has detailed instructions on Python. 
Um, you can, if you want, email a lot, uh, many of the um, individuals that write the code. And I've contacted many of them, and they've helped me out when, when I've gotten stuck um, in, in going through the code. And what kind of application would this be used in? Can you give us an example? Sure. Yeah. So recently, um, I have uh, several projects that I've uh, presented. Um, one on one actually in the American Statistical Association uh, joint statistical meeting uh, this year, um, and there I presented a um, predictive sort of um, algorithm for uh, depression, and so. Uh, this is a way that you can use typical uh, predictor variables, but um, use different classification systems. So, for instance, um, we may have a uh, in in logistic regression, and this is that is the starting model you you do um, you you work on the 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 regression model um, through classical frequent frequentist statistics, um, and so. Um, you start off with that, and then you use um, random forest, um, one type of um, what one type of machine learning is random forest. Um, it's actually something that you can classify in specific ways, um, and it uses a mathematical algorithm uh, and iterations to come up with a specific uh, classifications. So. The in a nutshell, the result that you get is more uh, predictive accuracy, um, which pertains to areas like precision medicine, um, but also understanding better uh, specific chronic conditions. So mental health conditions like depression, we could have uh, better understanding of 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 what is more what. Is predictive predictive of more severe versus less severe um, when it pertains to even I've applied this to uh, diabetes, uh, which I have a lot of literature on, um, and I've applied some work and um, actually recently I've gotten uh, some work accepted to be presented in a uh, a, statistic, a statistical practice meeting um, in February, so. Uh, there's a lot of exciting artificial intelligence uh, work being done, and um, I think students should. I, I encourage it to students to um, pursue this area. I'm sure for a lot of people, this kind of feels overwhelming. How could they learn more about it if they were interested? Sure, uh, good question, Lee. So, uh, you know, the first thing um, that you want to be thinking about is um, kind of understanding what all, you know how all of these uh, different statistical packages work, um, and and a good place to look is um, looking at some of the tutorials. So if you if you look at the procedures, the output, um, it makes sense you know how it looks. So of course those of us you know that have been working with SPSS, we know layered. L-A-E-R-D is a classic go-to for SPSS tutorials and 
um, better understanding of how to present these findings. And you know, my my dissertation students, they're always asking for, okay, here's my finding, but how do I actually interpret this? How how do I put this in words? That's you know so difficult, and and so uh, Laird is a good resource for that. But if you also want to look into um, additional resources, you know, um, surrounding R, um, I encourage you to um, visit the main website for R and, um, you know, look further into there. And then, of course, um, GitHub is another um, invaluable resource for anybody who is uh, starting to learn and understand better about um, how to complete a study um, and, and how to run the procedures, more importantly. Um, so if you want, you know, some additional resources, of course, you know, DataCamp, um, all, all of these places have additional resources as well. Very good. Well, thank you so much for coming in today and talking about all of this. I'm sure it's going to be really useful for faculty to know. Sure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us today for Research Talk. Our music is by audionautics.com, and I'm Dr. Lee Statlander. Today's podcast was sponsored by Walden University's Office of Research and Doctoral Services.